Welcome to the Outback Way podcast. This edition is sponsored by our guidebook, which is available from our website, outbackway.org.au. Welcome to the Outback Way podcast. I am Helen Lewis. Buckle up as we take you on Australia's longest shortcut, a journey through the heart of Australia. Welcome to the Outback Way podcast. And today I have great pleasure in talking with Jane Menzies, the manager at Warrakuna Artists. Uh, they are based at Warrakuna, which is in the western deserts of uh, Western Australia, and uh, a significant art area and one with lots of talent. And I'm looking forward to hearing Jane's story of, of how she got, came to be there and also all the great work that has uh, been taking place in, in that region. Welcome, Jane, and good morning. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here, Helen. Great. Jane, uh, so it's interesting. Um, Oregon is a very isolated area, really. <laughs> it's a long way from anywhere. How did you come about to be out at Warakuna? It was an interesting, it was an interesting um, development actually, Helen. I was privileged enough to have worked at the Art Gallery of Western Australia and then at Mona in Tasmania. So I developed a unique skill set which when this job became advertised, I felt like while I didn't feel like I was ready for the job <laughs> in some ways yeah, or sure. I, I could yeah. do the job. Um, the I location thought, was pretty out there. Yeah, and the location was out there and, and I just really wasn't sure. And, and the manager at the time said, look, nothing really prepares you for this job. Um, you've just got to, you've got to just, you know, hit the ground running and, and just go from there. So I applied right. and, and I was lucky enough to, to get the job um, and this is where I am now. So I can appreciate you coming from a large gallery like Western Australia and then going to Mona, which is a very specialised, you know, really edgy you know, different. I mean, both those are just really great uh, experiences to then take into a, um, an Indigenous community. Um, you've really, you've really got the best of both worlds under your belt, haven't you? And then you go there and you go, you can apply a bit of both to, to that. And I think that's, that's extraordinary. That, that would be a great opportunity to, to yeah. have something of your own to manage. You know, I think that's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. It was, um, I think, you know, it, I could never have probably done this job without having those two those two, you know, jobs and experiences under under my belt, so to speak. So um yeah, it kind of set me up I think. And yeah. you know, I'm always learning, you know. I've never never really quite got it, you know, you've always you're always learning, you're always being challenged. Um so I think complacency I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I you know, I try never to be complacent and in some ways this job um, means that you can't really ever be complacent. You're yeah. always having to, um, you know, be, be flexible. On the front and, foot. And, yeah, yeah, that's right. And adaptable and, and really, and also seeing opportunities and, and, and grabbing opportunities when they come by. So One day is never, ever the same here. So, yeah, that's and right. That's and that's I love perfect. About this yeah, that's job. exactly what you want. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, that's great. I certainly get you up in the morning. Um, <laughs> that's fantastic. So I know that there's a vast array of community projects you have going and a youth project. Do you want to Tell, tell our listeners more about the, the projects that you have out at Warrakuna within the community. Sure. So um, at Warrakuna Artists, um, back in 2004, uh, 2004, 2005, which is when the Arts Centre was established, around the same time, um, maybe a couple of years later, um, the community identified uh, a need to engage youth and also um, an opportunity to engage with the aged care
care residents in Wannan, which is a community 100 kilometres west of Warakana. Um, so I'll talk about those two things separately. So first of all, um, the youth project um, was it's kind of evolved since since its establishment, and now what we're I guess the project that we're we're using to engage with youth is our Nura Streetwear um, project, which is um, basically designing um, key designs and printing those T-shirts and selling them online. Um, so that project, we work in with uh, CDP, uh, which is the, um, the Remote Jobs and Communities Program, the Work for the Dole Program. So we engage with some of the CDP participants as well as youth within, within the community itself to produce a unique limited edition set of uh, streetwear. And then we've also got the, the Wannan Therapy Program, which is working with the aged care residents in Wannan community. We go there once a week and we basically provide um, painting and um, a basically painting program for those, those residents so that they can connect with their culture and also with family uh, as part of intergenerational learning and to, you know, to, I guess, continue that legacy so that it, it doesn't get lost. Well, that's right. I mean, if we don't share the stories from the old generation, it just becomes really hard to know to know, know where we've come from and, and, uh, and our influences, doesn't it? So yeah, that's right. And, you know, particularly... Very important. Yeah, and, you know, some of these old people that, that are um, painting out of one and aged care are, you know, among some of the um, last bush people. So so their knowledge Amazing. Is, is really important. Um, with, they've had a book written about written about them um, by Darren Jorgensen yeah, sure. and David Brooks, um, the Wannan painters. So, um, yeah, I encourage listeners to um, to check out that book if, if they can. It's really really beautiful and it offers some really tangible insights into um, into Jukurupa, which is the uh, culture and law that governs um, uh, Aboriginal yeah Aboriginal culture. And yeah, as well as as well as just giving a bit of background into the artists and their motivations, which is really, I think, really interesting and important. So it's a real privilege to be able to work with those old people um, and work with their families. Um, it's also really interesting to be working with young people and, and evolving our projects to suit, um, you know, I guess the changing uh, tastes and culture of young people. Um, and in, in addition to that, I can't forget to mention um, the outreach program that we run with Kaylee Artists in Padja, which is a community about 267 kilometres northwest of Warakana. So Kaylee Artists um, of Padja are artists in their own right. Um, they merged with us, with our art centre in 2015, and since then we've been providing an outreach painting program up there. So um, we try to get get out there once a month at least. Um, to you know, facilitate painting production with those artists and and connect those artists with their country and with their jukurpa. Um So that's a really important and an amazing part of uh, the services that we offer as well. Yeah, that's excellent. And just it really does give people a uh, reason to come together and yeah, as you say, reconnect with um with where they're from and 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 also just put it on paper and, and document it. Also, it's a mm. yeah. I think the art, our art in general is a a wonderful way of of capturing our heritage and our and um, and and well now, but also the heritage as well. So yeah, I and mean, what diverse projects really um, from you know young kids who'd probably be doing all the digital stuff and uh, as well as some of their um, 
you know, you know paint, paintings and things, but I'm sure there's a, a bit of digital activity in there. <laughs> Throw on yes, it, put yeah. it on yeah. to put it to be able to put it on a t-shirt. Um, that's right, and a Photoshop. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's great, and uh, and yeah, just such a diverse range. And the uh, Warnham uh, painted sounds like a, a wonderful project, and and just getting those. And it's like a lot of you know, I guess aged care facilities. They, that whole interaction with um with, with tactile activities is just so important for them for their for their ongoing you know health and state of mind. So. That's really good. So you've got a variety of artists within the Warrakuna artists. And um, so what sort of age spectrum are we talking? Uh, look, I mean, if you include our um, Chichi Kandaspa program, which is the, the kids' canvas program, we've got <laughs> we've got children painting from as young as, you know, three, three years old with their mothers um, through to, I guess, the Wannan painters. So you've got artists that are yeah. uh, in their 90s. 80s yeah. and 90s. Yeah. So, um, and then you know, on a regular basis in in the art centre, we've got um, you know young artists from from early 20s through to um, 70. So, yeah, there's a, a broad spectrum of um, ages, and and um, we've got men and women painting as well. So, and, yeah. and have you seen an have you seen a growth in interest within the community of the art, like getting involved in art, and people who weren't painting five years ago are now painting, and beca- and they see some because of the the sense of community that it also brings as people come together at the art centre and you know, if, you know a few times a week or however many times and I was just interested to know if there's been a a movement towards more artwork. Do you think? I think it. I think it's actually it kind of evolved. It, it's kind of an ebb and flow. I think um, you know people people do come and go throughout the community mm-hmm. so having that permanence and, and permanent um, artists is something that in terms of um, the engagement of people within the community to the art centre I think um, there's a real sense of community pride with the art centre yeah. and everything that, that the artists have accomplished over the last um, or not quite 15 years um, yeah yeah. well that, and that's, that's I mean that's what you want I mean and it's also about you know, ownership—it's about community ownership, isn't it? I mean, no no project gets going without ownership. You know, I mean, the Outback Way is a classic example. I mean, it's a fundamentally—it's a fundamental project that's been owned by the local communities along the entire route, and, and that's why it's been. I mean, yes, it's taken some time, but it, that's why it's been successful. It's that—it's that core ownership within community that makes it and drives it and actually wants it. You know, and I think mm-hmm. that's. Um, you know, the, 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 it cannot be underestimated the the value of of personal, um, in, you know, personal uh, pride and ownership into something that they're doing. You know, and I think that that's yeah. what you know something like a permanent art facility where people can come and go. And I mean, that that and and that's fair enough. But you know, people can come and go from lots of you know things in life. And but the fact that they, they're constant in their life. May, gives them a certain level of confidence that they can go back any time they like, and you know it's it's that constant availability and access to to the art. I think is is probably a wonderful thing for the community. I think that that it really is a, a great way for people to express themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. And and yeah, and it, I guess I need to emphasise that it is uh, a fully owned and operated Aboriginal corporation, so 100% Aboriginal owned and, and um, incorporated. Yeah. So it is 
um, it is an art centre for the people and we always, yep. you know, make sure that, you know, it, it's here for the people. So um, that's that's my job. I need to keep that, you know, consistency and, you know, make sure that I listen to my board of directors, make sure I'm hearing hearing their concerns and... Um, and so, yeah, so in, in that sense, it's, um, it really is a place for the people and, and these Aboriginal arts mm. centres that, that the listeners and um, I guess people travelling the road will, will see as they drive along. You know, you've, we're just we're one arts centre among many out here and we, um, we actually, talking about power in numbers, um, we are part of a um, collaborative called the Western Desert Mob uh, and that includes mm. ourselves, Kaylee Artists. It also includes Jalili Art, which is further along in Jukala, um, and their subsidiary now, um, Kaltukajara Art in Docker River, as well as Papalankacha in Blackstone, Dumpy Desert Weavers and Maraku. So we're all part of the Western Desert Mob um, because um, we found, I guess, a few years ago that it's, you know, in terms of going going for funding and, and you know, um, working together on, on big initiatives, you actually have a lot more power and a lot more, um, I guess, gravitas if you go if you go into these things together. So we formed that Western Desert Mob um, early on when the art centres were yep. established, and and we've been, um, yeah, I guess together ever since. And trying yeah, to and, a, and the exhibition you guys put on in Alice Springs in September October is extraordinary. It's uh, it's wonderful. I've been to a couple, I think myself. Oh, uh, the Desert Mob. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So now that Desert Mob is actually um, a big, so Desert Mob is actually put on, I guess, by Araluen and Desart, and represents yeah. all of the art centres across Northern Territory, South Australia, Western Australia. Wow. Um, right. Yeah, um, and do I say South Australia? Um, yeah. So that's a big, it's a really big celebration each year. Um, so if any of the listeners are in Alice Springs in September, I think it's usually the first one of the first weeks in September, um, yeah. they should get along to Desert Mob. It's a, um, a true celebration of Aboriginal art and culture. Yeah, it's very good. It's very good, yeah. So that's right. We know I've been to it a few times and I love it. It's just great. The, um, and talking of that, um, so you've worked in artists, so though. You've, you've had some help in pretty substantial exhibitions on your own, off your own back, um, in Perth and even overseas. Can you mm-hmm. just talk about those? Yeah, so Warwick and Artists are world world renowned, um, as well as, you know, nationally recognised. Um, so we've we've worked with um an art gallery in Germany, Art Kelch, uh, as well as Red Dot Gallery in Singapore, um, to really I guess uh promote the image of Aboriginal art, you know, overseas and get people interested in it, um and spread I guess spread the culture. Um it's about a two way learning and that's what's really important for, you know, here in Warwickerna and for the artists and for the directors is that idea of two-way learning. So these paintings are, in essence, uh, an extension of, of an olive, you know, an olive um, branch to say this is our connection and our extension of our friendship to you. Buying one of our paintings is, is basically um, a two-way thing where, you know, we're helping each other. So I guess that's um, that's you know why the artists are interested in in promoting their works overseas and also nationally. We've had some really successful exhibitions. Um, we worked on a big project called In Cahoots. Oh, In Cahoots, yes, yes. Yeah, mm. at Fremantle Art Centre. So I've just heard that it, I think they've got the green light to tour it. So it might be coming to a town near you. 
Um, and that was a, a multi, um, I guess, a multi-collaborative uh, project which uh, paired art centres with professional artists um, or contemporary um, Australian artists. And um, we worked with Tony Albert and we produced a, um, a sculptural installation working on tin, so using scrap bits of metal from the tip and creating artworks out of them. Um, and so... Um, yeah, so that work will be touring, which is really exciting. And yeah, that's very um, exciting. That's great. Yeah, yeah, and then we had a really big exhibition uh, at the South Australian Museum in October last year, which was uh, part of the Western Desert Mob working together. So um, it was a survey of what home means uh, to Ngunnawal people out here. So yeah. it was a yeah, a really interesting exhibition, looking at what that means mm-hmm. and trying to unpack that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's excellent. And. Um, I guess also the, the then going back to the actual inspiration by the artist. I mean, what? Um, how do they go through the process of what to paint? Because I guess the, the landscape's so amazing, and their history, and their dream time, and the stories, and so you know, what what's the process from landing on something to actually paint? Do they usually come with a good idea, or they they spend some time thinking about it, or is it? I'm just interested. Yeah, to see if okay. there's a, a process that they go through. Yeah, well, like, um, you know, uh, a lot of the artists here have been painting for a long time. Um, you know, they've grown up on the country that they're living in now. Uh, some of our artists were even born, you know, within within the bush. So they might have been born at a, at a rock hole um, nearby or further away. Uh, so usually the artists will paint, you know, country that's special to them. Um, we have artists that paint, only paint their birthplace. And and that, you know, because of that land and, and the special meaning that that holds to them, they might do different iterations of that of that country and that birthplace, but essentially they're painting the same story. Um, and then we, we have other artists that might paint um, different stories that are associated with that country. So, um, you know, particular sections of uh, country out here might have song lines that run through them. They might have sacred jokurpa that you know we can't even talk about um and so they you know they might draw on some of that but it's it's kind of a bit of an organic process where the artist will come in and and they'll just make that decision um there might be a little bit of conjecture and a little bit of well what should i do and you know that's where we're we're here to help Uh, my job is to to assist but not to um you know not to uh, i guess overwhelm but just to I guess mm. help to you know come to the the best resolution for their artwork and and what they what story they want to tell uh, so yeah. I don't you know I don't know those stories so that's their culture so I'm I'm just really on hand to to give some you know aesthetic advice and um, and help in that sense yeah absolutely no that's, that's great yeah so a lot of people traveling the outback way will stop and see quite a lot of artwork and I'm just wondering if you can give them some tips on actually how to read an uh, indigenous painting. There's lots of symbols and lots of uh, lines, and and I think you know for people who are first being exposed to it, it's nice to have a bit, some idea of of what the various lines and shapes mean. And so I know it's uh, it's hard to do it in audio, but if you the best you can, if you can maybe some of the core symbols that people are likely to see in in Indigenous artwork and the fact that it's a bird's eye view I think starts to help people understand what they're looking at. <laughs> yeah. I'm just in, yeah, just interested to hear from you about um, to give people some tips on, on what things look like. That would be great. 
Okay, so you can um, you can read as you mentioned. You can read uh, a painting. Uh, it's, it's more of a topographical uh, viewpoint. So some of the symbols you might see in a painting, an indigenous painting, will be um, tali, which is um, an Anandara word for sand hills, and they're usually characterised by lines uh, through the painting, usually continuous lines. Um, Another symbol you might uh, you might see is a like a circle, and that could also be a symbol for a waterhole or a rock hole. Um, you might also see U shapes, and those U yes. shapes uh, usually come to symbolise people. Um, and, and, I, and I love that one because it's actually if you look at it from a bird's eye, it's actually the shape that your bottom leaves in the sand when you get up. Like I think that's really just lovely. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's true. Um, yeah. Yeah. And and I, I guess any um what other symbols you might you might find a um like travelling lines. You usually see a travelling line to a waterhole, to a circle. Um so you'll see I guess uh, dotted dotted lines are usually travelling lines, especially if they, they meet up with a circle. So yeah, I mean look and if you ever have any doubts you're welcome to get in touch with the art centre and, and follow up those queries. Yes. Yes, no, that's great. Yeah, that's good. It's just nice to to give people a starting point and to realize, make. Yeah, and I think even just for people to understand that you're looking down on top of things and the topographical. Mm-hmm. Is, to me, you you suddenly get into the right head zone of of what you're looking at. And I think that's uh, very helpful for people. That's good. Mm. And and I guess um, just also interested in you know people looking to buy um, indigenous artwork. What sort of sort of aspects of of artworks have determined it? quality do you think it's um is there a certain quality that people should look for or i would urge listeners and um, buyers of aboriginal art to always ensure provenance um that's the main thing i think when you're looking at an aboriginal artwork is can can you can you actually say for certain that you know where it was produced when it was produced and who it was produced by so if, if someone can't provide you with those details, then I'd be a bit worried about that because you've got no way of knowing its provenance or where it came from. Yeah, that's um, very, very good advice. Yeah, so artworks produced from art centres, ethical art centres like ourselves and, and all art centres in the Western Desert Mob and um, all art centres, ethical art centres, will be able to provide you with a certificate of authenticity and yes. um, and on that painting... There should be a name of the artist, there should be a catalogue ID and there should also be, um, I guess, the origin of where it was produced. So on our canvas we always write our, um, you know, our art centre work and our artist, the artist's name and the catalogue ID. So um, they're really important things um, to look for. And also um, I think just to, just to re- respond to your question, I think every, you know, every artist is different, they've got different stories. They've got, you know, a different country and they've got different different modes of expression. So I think it's really up to the individual, um, the buyer, as to what, you know, what they think is good, you know, and what, what they like. Um, I I wouldn't like to prescribe or say that this work is better no. than the other because it's, um, you know, it's it's all subjective and it's all... Um, That's right. I mean, the, an artist art is in the eye of the beholder, isn't it, really? We all like different artwork, and we did like different colours and different shapes, and yeah. So it is in the it's in it's in the hands of the beholder. So yeah, that's good. No, but that, those uh, tips on 
on actually making sure you verify the, the providence of the artwork, I think is very valuable. So thank you for that. That's great. Very good. Is there anything else that you'd like to uh, talk about in regards to what's coming up or uh, later in the year or uh, and how people may be able to get in touch with the Warwickan artists? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, look, it is as you as you said, it's a huge expanse of land that we have to cover, um, and it's a it's a big job to do it. Uh, so I'm very lucky that I've got uh, a couple of really good arts workers here on the ground in Warwickana helping me, uh, as well as a field officer um, and myself, just so we can keep everything running. Um, and I guess on that note, we've also got um, so um, because we we service a lot of artists. Um, you know, we produce some really great works that are going to be on exhibition um, over this next year. So um, we had an exhibition in, in Fremantle uh, just recently and we've got an exhibition coming up in Broome at Short Street Gallery in August and we also have um, our annual show at Aboriginal and Pacific Art in Sydney uh, in September, October this year. So we've got a lot um, happening um, as well as... Um, we just recently, one of our artists, uh, Katie Ward, her work was selected as part of NAIDOC Week celebrations to be on banners throughout the city of Perth. And as well, they are digitally, digitally reproducing her artwork uh, to go up um, on um, Yagan Square. So that was all very exciting. Excellent. And so, um, very good. And so how do people contact you and... Uh and get in touch and, and actually see some of the artwork and um, and are able to engage with the community a bit. Okay, well, people can get in touch with us um, through our website, which is warwickernaartists.com.au. Otherwise, they can get in touch um, and follow us on Instagram. Uh, our handle is warwickernaartists. And we've also got a Facebook page. Uh, so just look for warwickernaartists and you can follow what we're doing, what we're up to. Um, and you can also, um, I guess that way you'll, you'll be able to find out about our exhibitions and upcoming projects. And if you want to join our mailing list, just uh, send us an email um, and, um, or send us a link on our website and we'll, um, we'll add you and keep you up to date. That's excellent. Thank you. That's great. And because um, we're really excited to be potentially, if we get some funding, to doing our... Uh, Outback Way Art Drive, which uh, you guys will be uh, very involved in, uh, in regards to having 14 uh, big billboards along, double-sided billboards along the entire Outback Way, approximately 200 k's apart, but really near each community, and uh, looking forward to seeing what your community project will look like if we actually get the funding. But yeah, that's fantastic. It'd be lovely. It'd be it would so be lovely amazing. if we get it. It will be a lovely project if we get it, so it will be great. But um, no, and thank you for your support with that project. It's been uh, it's been great to have everyone along the route getting involved, and and as a result, we've actually really in, in uh, fired up the art trail along the Outback Way on our new brochure, and uh, and given everyone a palette so that people know where all the art is, uh, which which moves from you know gemstone creations and uh, and setting in in jewellery to photography to paper art and to Indigenous art, so it, it actually encompasses all the artwork along the entire route that's occurring uh, along the, uh, yeah, so people can really enjoy a quite diverse range of, of artwork and exposure to lots of talent. So that's great. Mm. That's fantastic. Well, thank you so that's much great. for your chat, Jane. Thank you. No, thank you, Helen. It's been a pleasure and, um, and yeah, look forward to, um, I guess, hearing more and seeing how it all goes. Yeah, thank you very much. 
And to our listeners, thank you for joining us. And uh, until next time, please remember to leave a review and also uh, you can listen to this at our website, outbackway.org.au or you can uh, and share it with other people. And, uh, and we look forward to engaging and, and let us know what you would like to know about the Outback Way. And we're more than happy to find the people you need to hear from to make your trip a success and enjoyable. Thank you very much. And until next time, travel safely. Thank you for tuning into the Outback Way podcast. Our notes and links will be on our website, outbackway.org.au. You can subscribe to our newsletter, buy our guidebook and download the app if you haven't already. Please join us on Facebook, Outback Way, Australia's Longest Shortcut, and on Twitter at Outback Way 1. The Outback Way podcast is all about your trip. We're really trying to make it easier for you and give you valuable information to make it more enjoyable. So we'd love your feedback. Send your questions, comments, and travel stories to info at outbackway.org.au. And if you share your story, we may even feature you on this podcast. Thank you for joining us through the heart of Australia on Australia's Longest Shortcut. Cheers for now.